Welcome everyone to TubeCast episode 25. Tonight I'm joined by my brother Matthew, and we're just going to kind of... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, we're, I got, oh, I was so excited. We're just going to... Uh, I was going to say... You okay? Yeah. Oh, it's not like you fell out of your chair. <laughs> no. We're just going to kind of freestyle it today and, uh, or tonight and just kind of talk about whatever's on our mind. Uh, so, Matthew, you want to start with anything? Man, I went to a Cafe Express for dinner, and I had a California hamburger. Wait, you went where? I, I never had it before. Do what? Where'd you go? Cafe Express. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like a chain of restaurants. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. And uh, it had a, a, a artichoke hearts, which I'm not a fan of, but they were good with uh, avocado, cheese, burger, Onions is awesome, and then for a side, I had sweet potato fries, and it was so good. Oh, nice! I don't think I've ever had sweet potato fries. Well, if you want them, go to Cafe Express because they always cook them just right. I don't know how they do it, but huh? Yeah, that's funny. You that's all I got. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> we bought a we bought an artichoke today. They were on sale at the grocery store. I was like, okay, let's let's get it and see what we can do with it. I've had what a, do you do with it? Well, I've had the hearts out of a can. You know, you just mix it up like kind of like a, what I mix it with some tomatoes or something. It's pretty good. Um, but like a fresh one, I guess you peel it and get to the center. I'm not sure. I've never done it that way. I think you peel off all the little leaves and then you eat the middle part. I think you can eat the leaves, too, I'm, but I'm not sure. We'll have to Google that later. Okay, uh, let's see. What do I got? I just watched uh, Clone Wars cartoon. And spoiler if for anybody who hasn't seen I, I just watched the one with Boba Fett. The, he's like a teenager. And he's, I guess he's uh, training to be a, a clone soldier. I don't know if anybody's seen the trailer, and, and he's on the Jedi ship, and I guess he in the trailer he sabotages it. So anyway, I saw that one. It was okay. Uh, but once again, the, the I like the cartoon. It's fun. Uh, but why is Boba Fett in it? I mean, it's just stupid. He, the universe is so big, you don't need Boba Fett in there. And the, the, the ship he's on is a Jedi, what is it called? Jedi Starfighter, Jedi Star Cruiser, and it's... Anakin and Mace Windu, and it's full of clone troopers. And it's, you know, the Jedi's there are there, and they meet the new recruits who are these little kids. And it's like, I mean, the Jedi's, <sighs> they're not they're not supposed to be like these generals, you know. And they have their own starship, and it's full of soldiers and stuff. And I don't know, that it just seems so opposite of what the Jedi's were in the first series of movies, you know. And then they got Boba Fett yeah. in there, but but I, but one of the interesting things I never thought about until till till I saw this this episode. So Boba Fett's on there, and he's he's basically I think he's trying to kill Mace Windu because he killed his dad, right? In the in the real movie, right? Okay, so but but all the clone troopers look like his dad because he was the the one they cloned. So it's like, you know, he saw his dad get killed, but now he's surrounded by these clone troopers and every single one looks like his dad, you know, and I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. But to me, I mean, that's a 
that's an interesting thing is that his dad was killed, but there's like millions of copies of his dad running around, you know, so they may not act like his dad, but it, but it looks like his dad. So I don't know. I mean, I think there's something there that, you know, they could do something with. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But in the, uh, in the second movie, you remember, uh, uh, Boba Fett and Jenga Fett were at the, uh, floating city, Carmina, whatever. And, uh, they were surrounded by, you know, hundreds of thousands of the clones. And that was just like daily life for them. So he might kind of be desensitized to it. Yeah, it, it could be. I, I'd wondered, though, if, his, if, if Django kept his son away from it, like, so his son didn't really know that the clones looked like him. Because, you, know, you know, if I had a, if I had a kid and, I, and they were cloning me, I don't know if I'd want my kid to know. Well, I guess... At some point, he would find out. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I guess if he if he already knew about it, it would just be, I guess, kind of bittersweet then that you know he gets to see his dad face, his dad's face everywhere, and it's the enemy, you know. <laughs> In a way, yeah. You now, know? it would be cool if if they made him get like all psychotic because of it. Yeah, you know, like he just freaked out because he saw his dad around everywhere and. Just went bat crazy. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be. That that make a good uh, what expanded universe novel or whatever is that what that's called? <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. So yeah, I watch. I just finished watching that, and then they have a new cartoon on Car- Cartoon Network called Accelerator Rex. And it's I don't know. I didn't see it, but it's like this guy that can make machines out of his arms or something. And I think it's by the people that did. Ben 10, but the the uh, the animation looks kind of cool, so I'd be curious to see how that works out. So what you got? You uh... oh yeah, I guess I don't know how exciting a weekly update is, but I started after after after, after work. I would come home and work out, and then I go to school, and you know we get out at like nine o'clock or whatever, and so now after school I go to the gym and then I go run for about an. 30 minutes an hour or so, like three miles. Okay. So it's like two workouts and no dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, uh, I'm doing it at the, the U of H, uh, I guess the rec center, and they just finished upgrading it a year or two ago. And from what I heard, they built and designed it when Houston was trying to get the uh, the Olympic bid for, was it 2010 or something? Oh, really? Or 2008. Yeah, and because Houston was trying to get it, and, and you know we didn't get it, um, but they built the they are they upgraded the U of H Rec Center, and in, in anticipation of it, meaning that it's an Olympic level training facility. Oh wow! And uh, it is so awesome. I mean, you know, I mean, I didn't go much to the Rec Center at UT. You know, we usually went to the uh, the old one. Yeah, Gregory by the stadium. Yeah, um, the hardcore place, but. Uh, um, this one blows the UT Rex Center away. I mean, because it, it, it's just oh man, it's so open, and uh, it's just it's just awesome. So it's really cool. It's it's, it's kind of interesting being back on campus uh, at a gym because you know I never went to the main workout facility at UT except when I had to in the summer. Um, you know, otherwise I always avoided it because you know there's a lot of social stuff that goes on, and we were just there to hit the weights and leave. You know. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, since I'm going at like 9 o'clock at night, there's not, there's not too much, you know, socializing, wearing makeup and crap. Well, the women, not the guys. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, you work it, out different it's still than really me. Interesting to, <laughs> <laughs> it's just really interesting to kind of be back in the middle of it because there's so much, there's such a level of intensity and, and uh, I don't know, just energy there. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like everyone there, they're all like 10 years younger than me. But, you know, it, it's interesting because they're there at like freaking 10 o'clock at night working out every night. And that's awesome. You know, I don't care if, if they don't have a job or not. It doesn't matter. They're doing that, you know, every day. And, and it's just so neat to, to kind of be around people who have that much um, motivation, drive and energy to, to work out. Yeah, definitely. Um, when when before we moved here, I worked out at Gold's Gym in Austin, and and man, it was packed all the time. And um, you, you know, if you wanted to talk to people, you could, or or you could you could just learn by by watching people. On you know, oh, okay, I didn't I didn't know that's what that machine was for. Or, you know, whatever you could get, you could get um, what's it, spotters to help you out. Um, and then I moved here, and I, there's a little bitty gym, and I started going at lunch at work or um late at night and sometimes I was the only person in there and it's real small you know there's like a couple weights and some machines so you know if you're all by yourself sometimes it's like eh, you kind of just don't try as hard and then I started going about five o'clock and I guess that's the busiest and there's like six people in there so but it's kind of cool because since the town's so small it's like the same people every time so now we're all like on a first name basis and everything um, but it makes a difference because you don't want to go in there. You know, I mean, it's you're, you know you're there doing your own thing. But if there's other people there, you, you it's sort of like, oh man, I need to, I need to represent a little bit, not just phone it in. You know, it's kind of hard to describe. It's not oh, like you, saying, it's not really competing, but in a sub you know subconscious way, you you don't want to. I don't know. I guess it is kind of competing, but not in a bad way. It, no, no, I agree. With you. And, and and it is competing because. You know, when, when I, when I go, you, you don't want to look, well, I mean, you know, we're guys, we have testosterone, you don't want to look weak. And, uh, you know, for me, it's not even an issue of age. I mean, I'm what, 30 and people there are like 20 or whatever. So, but it's not even about like, oh man, I got to I can't be the old man here. You know, it's not even about that. (laughs) It's just, I got to represent, I got to represent myself. Um, but what's, what's what's cool is like I run there and I lap everybody except maybe one, one or two people. But I mean, I'm lapping all these people and then I go and I'll, I'll bang out all these pull-ups and just like blow these people away. Um, but you know, a lot of it's because they're there and they're mainly focusing on like lifting weights, upper body, um, to, to bulk up. Right. You know? So, I mean, they might be like totally ripped, but their actual physical conditions, not, good sure you know what i'm saying yeah definitely i mean you can be you can bench press 300 pounds and be cut and 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 not be able to run a mile worth of crap and not even be able to do a pull-up right and that's another pet peeve i got i i'm gonna tell all our listeners if you do a pull-up do it right because (laughs) 99 people i see they don't do it right and i was guilty of it too i mean um it's like okay so when you do a pull-up 
and you go down, you have to go all the way down. Most people go down so they're like at a what a forty five degree angle, you know, they're Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Forearm and, and bicep, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I did like ten pull ups. It's like that's not even one, dude. You have to go all the way down and then come all the way up. Yeah. Hey, you want to know uh, a, a little extra is when you go all the way down, just hang there for a couple seconds and then and then uh, pull yourself back up. And then when you're at the top, hold on for a little bit and then go back down, you know? Oh, okay. It, uh, it's just, you know, not every, you don't have to do it every one, but mix it up a little bit. And when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're hanging, hang for a few seconds because it, it's really hard pulling yourself back up once you've stopped your momentum. And then when you're mm-hmm. when you're at the top holding on, and then you you when you drop and come back down, you're like your body's kind of like woo finally. But then you got to pull yourself back <laughs> up, and it's like oh wait a minute because you you stop that momentum, and so it's just you know you might want to try it since it's kind of neat. Of course, I haven't been in gym in six weeks. I got a lot of making up to do with my my ankle, <laughs> my little noodle leg. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Going to be bad. <laughs> You haven't been doing like just anything like upper body just to keep moving? No. I mean, just walking on crutches is bad enough. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I can't, it's hard to put any balance, you know, cause you're basically whatever you do is on one leg, you know? So I haven't been to the gym cause I can't carry weights around or anything or, uh, I kind of have to keep my leg elevated. So it's hard to, no, you haven't done anything. Well, I guess just focus on healing. <laughs> focus on healing, you wimp. <laughs> <laughs> now, when does the cast come off? Uh, Monday. Monday, you're supposed to cut it off. Uh, supposed to get a boot cast for a while so I can start walking around. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like Robocop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because Sarah's coworker, the same thing happened to her. I guess she broke it differently and they went in and, and had surgery and stuff. But they cut her cast off, and she walked home. She didn't need a, ca- a boot cast or anything. And like with me, I mean, it still hurts. So it's it's interesting how, I don't know, Sarah keeps telling me about it. Oh, yeah, they cut her cast off, and they were going to give her a boot cast, and she just walked home. I mean, walked to the car, you know, went home. And I was like, uh, can you stop telling me? Like, stop comparing me to her. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work for me. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'll be glad. I'm 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 ready to get on with it. Yeah, bad man. But uh, it's somewhat selfish, but it, it just worked out that way. Since I can't, it's real hard for me to get around because I can't carry I can't carry anything because I have to use my crutches. So I can't carry Rylan around. So so to feed him or or you know hold him or whatever, Sarah's got to bring him to me. I can't carry him, you know. So. Uh, so she's been doing most of the work with him as far as like bathing him and changing him and stuff. Cause I, I can't, you know, I can't carry him. So I've had a lot of time to draw and uh, stuff like that. So I've got a lot of stuff done, been taking advantage of it, not just, you know, sleeping or watching TV. Uh, but uh, let's see, was it like Monday night? Uh, I had a little bit of downtime. So I was on Netflix and there's a TV series called Torchwood. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, it's kind of like a uh, uh, Dr. Doctor Who spinoff or something? That's that's what I've heard, and that's that's all I knew about it. So um, uh, I hit play, started watching the first you know episode. It was awesome. 
Um, so I'll, shoot, shoot, let's go to the next one. So I went to the next one. So it turns out, I didn't know it at the time, but I watched season three, and it's only five episodes long, and I watched the entire thing at, at one sitting. I couldn't stop. It was so awesome. Um, so it's really good. I mean, it's a really neat story, and it's five episodes, and then it, it was done. And then uh, I was like, huh, that's interesting, you know, because um, these characters had, had a backstory. And I was like, that's, you know, that's a, that's a weird, that's a neat kind of show where they just start you off with these people that have yeah, history and, and they don't even tell you what it is. You know, that's kind of cool. They don't waste a lot of time, you know. So then, and then I went and looked up on Wikipedia and it was like, that's the third season. And I was like, oh, man. So, uh, <laughs> so I know how it all ends. But uh, so I went back and I started watching season one. And man, it's a fun show. Uh, I'm on the third episode now. And uh, I recommend it. I don't know when it ended. If it's a year or two old, I'm way behind. But um, And I don't know how it's a Doctor Who spinoff. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe one of the characters was on Doctor Who or something. I don't know. But um, it's really neat. It's sort of like this agency, and they, they're supposed to track down aliens and alien technology and stuff, which sounds kind of like, you know, been there, done that. But they're really neat characters. It's really fun. It's, uh, I guess, British or set... I, I'm, so, yeah, it's, it's British. Um, so it's really it's really neat because they, um, I don't know, it's just different than than American TV. It's not like that different, but some of the jokes and stuff are. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just it's just really neat. It's really fun. I I, I can't wait to watch another one tonight. <laughs> I might stay up all night and watch a whole bunch of them. Yeah, British British. Uh, shows are really interesting because like here a season is i don't know what 20 20 episodes and in japan a season is like 26 episodes um but in in in, in the uk a season's like five yeah <laughs> like that's it five because like you watch red dwarf season one it's like seven or eight episodes and season two is like six and three is like seven and it's just very small seasons yeah and um you know the the season three of Torchwood that I saw it, it it had a story and it was done, and they didn't drag it out, you know, or and so I I definitely definitely liked that just like they did with Office the the the, the Office series. I mean, it was short and it was perfect, and um, I I really really uh, give them kudos for that because sometimes they just, over here you just drag stuff out for so long. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's cool. I mean, so, you know, it's it's awesome to have that many seasons. But sometimes it's like, you know, you've got a story. It's a good story. Let it go. Stop trying to milk it, you know. And they do the same thing with, you know, books and comic books, too. They just drag, drag it out forever. I mean, there's like five Spider-Man comics. I mean, come on. You know, tell your story and be done with it, you know. But anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's, it's a fun. Unfortunately, it's. No, go ahead. It's about the money, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a neat show. I recommend it. And uh, I also was watching one on TV when it when it was on the Sci-Fi Channel called Primeval, which was sort of like this group, and they're they're like tracking down creatures that come through a like trans-dimensional portal portal or something, and that one looked really fun too. But you know now almost everything is going to be on Netflix, so it's really awesome. You just turn your computer on and you know oh oh i got one more i'm sorry do, do you have something 
Uh, yeah, we we watched one last week. I, I've heard about it here and there. I think mostly on TV at my dinner. Um, Doctor Horrible sing along blog. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen that? I just saw it last month. What'd you think? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. It, it, so it it's uh, who's Dookie House? What's his real name? Oh. Oh man. I... Neil Patrick Harris. Something. Yeah. So he he's in it, and uh, it starts off in like the first five minutes. I almost stopped it. It was <laughs> him talking to the camera. Yeah. And I was like, this, this, what is this? Because you know it had been hyped up, and it's supposed to be so awesome. And then, uh, you know, it, it was so lame. But you know, stick with it when you watch it because um, it 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 picks up. And I mean, I, I won't give away the kind of the the the, the was it Mr. Hammer. I won't give that away, but uh, when he first appears, man, and you see who it is, it just—I almost was like, "Oh man, <laughs> yeah. it was so worth it." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They and when and, and, and what it is is it's it's I guess it's a story of a a, a a villain, like a super villain, set in a world where there's superheroes and super villains, but it, it's it's very kind of down to earth and I guess realistic, but it's a musical, and, and they sing. And so they'll be talking, all of a sudden they'll start singing like a, a Broadway play. And I think they're actually really singing, like Neil Patrick Harris and yeah. the girl and the guy, they're they're really singing. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are. So, and it's only 40 minutes, totally worth it. And the end is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, I, was, I was like you, I started watching it when it first came out, and in the first couple minutes I was like, what the heck is this? And then I just, <laughs> I couldn't get into it, and then, uh. Whatever last month, I just you know I, I'm way behind. I just need to watch it. Man, it's it's so fun, you know. It's it's just neat, and they you know they put they put their heart and soul into it, you know, and yeah, you can tell, you know, you can tell that they they, they put they put their work into it, but they had fun at the same time. And it's not it's not big budget, but you really I mean they pull it off. Oh yeah. Have you um, ha- have you heard or, or seen any previews or anything for that new show? Well, I guess it's not new now, but it's called Castle, and it's on Monday nights. No. It's it's Nathan Fillion, the guy from Firefly, and yeah. and it's he's a writer and he works with the cops, f- sort of like for uh, inspiration. But he gets to tag along on their cases, kind of like Murder She Wrote, I guess, like but updated. But uh, it's kind of fun. It's it's. It's kind of neat. I seriously doubt a writer would get to do all the stuff he got to do with the police, but um, it's kind of it's a neat show. He's pretty funny. Uh, he's kind of got that that funny charm that he had on on Firefly. But uh, I recommend that to the readers. It's kind of light. It's not real depressing, and it's not it's not like uh, not really it's not really a mystery. I mean, it's not you know Agatha Christie or anything, but uh, it's kind of fun. And it's just uh, it's it's kind of neat to watch it. I haven't really watched TV seriously in a long time, and uh, I try to watch that, and I try to watch Clone Wars every now and then. That's that's all the TV I watch. But yeah. I, I haven't watched TV TV since I started school. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've got stuff on Netflix. I think uh, two nights ago I watched Sink to Bismarck. I think it was an old British black and white movie from the 60s or something and uh it was pretty good i mean 
it, it is what it is. I mean, it's like a 1960s war movie. So, you know, they're using models and the history's kind of bent a little bit for action purposes and brevity, but it was enjoyable. I mean, sink the Bismarck, huh? Yeah. It was just a telling of, uh, the, the, in World War II of the German battleship Bismarck had tried to break out in the Atlantic and how the, the British admiralty, uh, pulled out all the stops to stop it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you always hear a lot about it. Well, I always uh, maybe maybe well, maybe not you, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one of those kind of famous World War II things, or whatever. But um, and, and you know, it, it obviously had importance, but it it never really sunk in how big of an effort Brit Britain put in into stopping it. I mean, it never really occurred to me how crucial it was that they did stop it and how determined they were to stop it. So wait, so they, they made the ship and then they, but they didn't want it going out. Yeah, uh, uh, Germany, Germany built and launched it. And I, oh, oh. okay. Yeah. And, and, and it was like the, the most powerful battleship at that point in time. And it, and, and a heavy cruiser trying to break into the Atlantic. And what they were going to basically do was run around in the Atlantic and, and shoot, uh, shoot and sink transport ships like convoys. Oh, okay. And okay. because they had big guns, nobody would be able to stop them. So Britain had to stop them before these ships could get in the Atlantic because once in the Atlantic, you know, they'd never find them. Okay. Um, and, but since they were leaving the coast of, I don't know, France or something, it, it, they, 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 they had a, a more likely chance to catch them while they were closer to the shore than when they were further out. You know, your, your search area widens. So they, they were definitely in a time crunch. And, and then there's one of the more famous naval battles, um, the, the two ships, the Bismarck and uh, Prince Eu, Eu, I always pronounce it Eugene, but it's like Eu, Eugenis or something. Um, they were intercepted by the HMS Hood and HMS Prince of Wales, I think. And the Hood was like the premier ship of Britain at that point in time. And they actually, you know, like were shooting at each other, you know, classic naval battle stuff. And, like, the Bismarck scored a, a good hit on the hood and just blew it up, just like, bam. And it sunk with, like, everyone on board almost. And uh, it, was, it was a huge loss because that was, like, their premier ship. Um, anyway, if you're interested or whatever, you know, go to Wikipedia or a more reputable historic site. <laughs> um, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. But the movie was, I mean, the movie's... It's just, you know, you watch it because it's, a, compared to today's modern war movies, it's lighthearted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a good kind of version. You put it on and do something else. Well, that's cool. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, me and Ariana watched Ping, Pingu, the claymation penguin that that, uh, yeah. that you had mentioned on our claymation episode, where did you say that was made? Did... Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. Hey, have yeah. you have you ever seen any episodes? Uh, well, like I mentioned on the claymation episode, I caught bits and pieces when I was over there, but I, I never really sat and watched a full episode. Okay, because they're short; they're like maybe between eight and ten minutes. But uh, it's so yeah. it's so funny, and what's so funny is the little voices and the sounds that this that the penguins make. And they kind of mumble, and they're like, blah, 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 we're going to get to the door. But 
I don't know if they're speaking, like you said, Switzerland. So they speak Swiss over there, right? Or um, no, it would either be German, Italian, uh, could be French or Spanish, I think. But uh, it might just be gibberish. Okay, because it sounds like gibberish, and that's what's so funny. But I was thinking, you know, maybe in, well, now, you know, Switzerland, maybe it's in, I thought Switzerland, they had their own language, but um, I guess it doesn't sound like German, so it probably is gibberish, but it's <laughs> it's so funny. It's kind of like, you know, how Mr. Bean would talk. He kind of mumbles and makes sounds, but doesn't ever speak real words. It's kind of like that. It's, yeah. it's so funny, just this little penguin and the way they, they, they'll stretch them out, make them tall and fat and everything. And It's, a, it's just a funny little show, and uh, I recommend that too. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. It's so cute. <laughs> he, he's a penguin, but they'll make his beak kind of, kind of uh, take the shape of a horn. You know, go, Wah! but uh, – <laughs> It's really cute. It's it's and it's funny. They're little funny little skits. So, me and Ariana have been watching that right before she goes to bed. But yeah, that's all the. Uh, that actually sounds like I watched a lot of stuff this week. <laughs> no, that's all. That's that's pretty much my, been uh, been my week. That and just doing some artwork. Last Sunday, I, I read. Uh the final issue of the original Star Wars Marvel comics. Oh, okay. The last issue did. So I, I managed, I managed to read uh, all 107 issues in the three annuals. Wow. And, and, uh, I, I kind of mentioned to you over Easter, but you know, if the, 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 the comics came out right after the Star Wars movie came out. And so, the first like five issues are a, a retelling of the Star Wars movie, you know, the 1977 movie, and it's really interesting to, to look at because the plot's obviously the same, and the vehicles are like 80 percent the same. Okay. So you know it's a Y wing or it's an X wing, but they're different. So it kind of makes you wonder: Did they not see the movie? Did they not have pictures to go by? I mean, how did they get that close but yet be so so far off in their design? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I could understand that for like the first couple issues because they probably did it, you know, well, you would think they wouldn't have made the comics till after the movie became such a hit and then they could get, you know, some, maybe they couldn't get stills or anything from the film, but, uh, but then later on after a hundred episodes, you would think towards the end it would be spot on because there'd be, you well, know, no, I'm just talking about the first issues at first. Oh, okay. It's like they, they knew the plot. They knew the plot because the plot was the same. You know, some of the, the famous lines were the same. Um, they, they knew what an X-Wing was, but not exactly. It's like they were using Ralph McQuarrie sketches. Oh, it, I mean, it could, so that was, it could be that when uh, the movie came out, Marvel said, hey, let's make some comics. And, and Lucas said, okay, nothing's, you know, we're not finalized with all the, um, well, you think they still would be, but maybe not. Maybe they... Uh, Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they sent over some prelim sketches and said, "This is what we got so far." Because um, maybe they they wanted that comic to come out right when the movie did, or right after the movie. So that means they'd have to get to work months before. So maybe yeah, maybe they just had Macquarie sketches and that was all they had. That's pretty interesting. I'll have to look at those. 
Yeah, it, it is. But you know, and then and then. Uh, what about like the? I, I didn't really realize it until it was over. But I think my favorite part of the series was after they they tell the movie, the movie adaptation, and up to Empire Strikes Back because. They basically there were there was no expanded universe there was no shadow of the or splinter of the mind's eye there was none of that so they had pretty much free reign to do whatever they wanted as long as they didn't really grow the characters so it, it, it's in this I don't know if it's twenty or thirty issues that you really see all sorts of crazy fantastic sci-fi worlds I mean they go I I I'm not my crumbs chronology off but they go like underwater they go to a planet full of like winged uh, gargoyles and just it, it's really like 50 60 sci-fi you know think think classic buck rogers armageddon 2149 i mean it it's just <laughs> it, it's wonderful because it's star wars unshackled but at the same time it's just great science fiction or i guess science fantasy um it's just it's just that you know you know what i'm talking about like the old classic aerodynamic rockets you'd see in the oh, black sure. and white yeah. on the screen. Um, that kind of feel. And and so that's really cool. And then before you know it, you know, Empire Strikes Back comes out and what is hilarious is, you know, there's a couple issues where like Luke and Leia kiss. Oh yeah. And they're flirting. They're flirting all throughout, you know, the, the first couple dozen issues. Um, because that's what Star Wars was. Right. I mean Star Wars was about Luke and Leia. <laughs> and then Empire Strikes Back comes out and uh, the comics takes a downturn because all because they had the whole universe open to them, and then Empire Strikes Back comes out and really shrinks the universe they can work in. Oh sure, you know what I'm saying? I mean, kind of. And so it's like, well, now we can't use Han anymore, and that was a huge loss in the comic is losing Han. Oh um, right, and, right. And and all of a sudden, you know, they can't have Leah flirting with Luke and Han. Now she can only flirt with Han, but Han's gone. Right, yeah. So she does a lot of moping around. She still <laughs> also flirts a little bit with Luke, though, because, you know, no one, even Lucas, didn't know that they were brother and sister then. And, but it's just a much more constricted universe. And it takes some maybe 20 issues to kind of get out of that funk, but then it picks back up and it kind of gets to that golden age of science fiction, science fantasy. But as soon as that happens, we try Jedi comes out. Oh. <laughs> when that happens, when that happens, just stop reading the comics because <laughs> af after Return of the Jedi, the universe is even smaller. I mean, it's just minuscule at this point, and there's nothing to do. Darth Vader's dead. The Emperor's gone. Um, I guess spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and and the battles are over, so that you can tell they don't have anything to write about. So they come up with these horribly stupid plots, and then they come up with like these stupid enemies that are invading, and and, and the, all the good artists are gone because they're drawn like crap. And then a the final comic issue is not even worth toilet paper. I mean, it's just <laughs> wow. like man. Hey, so the last issue is it? Did it does it kind of like wrap up, or is it just a, a story, and then they just don't make any more? You know what I mean? Did they did they get to kind of end it or? It's more of the – I mean, it, they had a, a crappy story arc going on, and they basically say, hey, we've been fighting that – it was, it was a, you know, a, a, an invasion from these aliens. Well, hey, this issue, all of a sudden, we were fighting it for a while, but now you know, we're going to suddenly attack the palace, and they attack the palace, and then everyone surrenders, and 
they make a, a one panel speech about how, well, we can succeed because now us as friends are together. Oh, okay. And it's like, man, but you know, I, I really, if, if you like, if you like the original star Wars because of that campy Saturday matinee and you can get a hold of these, I really recommend reading like episode or issue six all the way up in Strikes back because it's just, I mean, it's just classic. But after that, eh. <laughs> Well, hey, at least you you made it through all of them. That's pretty commendable. Yeah, it it, it was neat. From I mean, it was a time-consuming process, but it was neat from like a, a literary kind of standpoint to see how they grow into the universe after Star Wars. They really just have fun with it, make it their own, and all of a sudden, when the movie comes out, their hand is forced, and they have to follow a whole set of new rules, which limits them. Right, because they didn't know before Empire Strikes came out what would happen to Han, or that Darth is Luke's father. They didn't know any of that, right? They couldn't. So all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, we got to change the gears," and all our story arcs had planned out. We have to change now because you know that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the, mo- the Empire Empire Strikes Backs come out, and the writers are like, "Ah, oh, crap." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were in the middle of a story arc, and they basically wrapped it up in like a page or two, and then they did the Empire Strikes Back movie adaptation, and then they started a new, much more limited storyline that was completely different, because they couldn't continue the old arc because of the movie. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Man, you could really, you, <laughs> you could really be in the middle of like some space battle or something. You're like the next panel, like, oh, it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the old the uh, Star Wars classic. Is that that's the newspaper strips from England, I think. And then then was they, it England? I thought it was. Maybe maybe it was here. But but uh, I think they're by Al Williamson. He's an artist, but oh that's man, like that, yeah. those are awesome. Because they they go to crazy yeah, places you know, too. They're, they're really neat because they they're they're, they're kind of like you know funny about that the first couple dozen Marvel comics because they really capture that spirit of adventure and uh, fantasy that makes kind of the original Star Wars what it was. But um, I would say the Marvel first couple dozen are even more fantasy. Because the classics kind of get crazy, but they always stay at least more true, eh, somewhat, to the uh, <laughs> the movie's kind of tone. Sure, yeah. Oh, but one of the things I mentioned to you, um, before I, I, I undertook reading the, the, the Marvel series, I was reading the uh, Knights of the Old Republic comic, which is a series that I guess started a year or two ago. It's still ongoing. Uh wonderfully beautiful and uh, our illustrations and you know it's, it's based off the computer game Nazi Old Republic which is my favorite game so I was, I was reading it really into it and uh, I don't know in like 30 minutes I could read two or three issues you know yeah I mean there's only so many words on the page but just beautiful illustrations sure. and then you switch over to these Marvel comics it takes me like 30 minutes to read an issue yes that's that's one of my pet peeves as you know when I the comics that I make and stuff I feel really gypped when I buy a comic and it takes me less than five minutes to read it. And they have like one panel on a page or two panels and one dialogue box, you know. And 
you know, I mean, sometimes that's how you tell a story, but then there are like, especially the European comics, I mean, they've got like 12 panels on a page and tons of dialogue, you know, and it could take you five minutes to read two pages, you know, and, and I'm not, I don't like reading text just for the sake of reading a bunch of text, you know, but yeah, I know what you mean. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Well, let, what you know, being a comic artist yourself, what what do you think about it? It being a transition from more of a uh, an illustrated book like the old ones were to more of a art with words. Um, and let me explain that because, like the original Marvel comics, and not to put down the the illustrators because they were you know beautiful, beautiful artwork. But the level of detail now far exceeds what was out in like the seventies and eighties Marvel comics, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and know, I, and so, is it just that the comic industry, at least in, in those issues or those publicators, are switching from a medium where okay, we're going to spend you know twenty percent of the time, thirty percent of the time illustrating, and the rest writing a book, versus now where they spend seventy percent of the time drawing, but only thirty percent of the time making a story in words and junk. Well, I, I don't know for sure, but I think some of the comics where it's, where it's painfully obvious that there's not very much text to read. And it's just a lot of pictures, a lot of big panels, you know, three panels on a page, two panels, you know, one giant picture, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying they're all like this, but the ones that I had seen either the story is really weak um, or it's a it's a good story, but you know, say they want it to be five issue story arc, but really it's only an issue and a half, so they're stretching it out to five issues. So you know, so that's why you get one big picture. Whereas if you really told it in a nice, smooth, decent way there'd be five panels on that page, you know? So I think some of the ones, at least some of the ones I read, it's, it's, they're trying to stretch it out to get more issues. Uh, the other thing could be is that maybe it's just a crappy writer, you know, and they, it's, that's, there's not any good. Or it could be that, you know, maybe that particular issue or that series, they really, they really want these big, beautiful pictures. Maybe they're really trying to show off their pictures, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of that's just me talking. Yeah, that's, but I don't know that's why. Kind of what I, I, I was trying to get at was: is it now you're 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 paying more for the artwork? So when you shell out your three four bucks for a comic, you're you're paying, you know, for a story, for the adventure, for the diversion, and whatnot. But what you're really paying for is attention to artwork and, and the the rich colors, as opposed to the that that amount of attention instead going to the storyline and dialogue. I think on some of them, but on the other hand, I've, I've heard or read people talk about maybe green lantern and, and Deadpool and stuff. And apparently they're, they're having a resurgence right now. And I think that is the story. So, um, I, I don't know. I don't look at anything done by Marvel or DC at all. I don't read them. I don't look at the comics. I don't follow them. I don't pay any attention to them. The only comics I buy, if I do buy them, are usually independent or small press or mini comics. And uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just, uh, I picked up some a couple years ago. A friend gave me some to look at, and I was like, man, 
by the time I, you know, got comfortable on the couch to read it, I was done. And I was like, this is, a, <laughs> and it was like three or $4. So I'm like, this is stupid. I mean, this is ridiculous. Why would I pay $4? I mean, yeah, the picture looks cool, but it's just a book full of basically pinups. Each page is a picture. Or there's two pictures or, you know, there's like this great action shot and, but no words or like a couple words, you know, and it's like, you know, I mean, it's okay every now and then, or, or it's good for a poster, but not to, it's not con- conducive to the story, you, you know, and that's the ones I read, you know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, then I've, I've got, I've got some mini comics and small press comics where it's the opposite. There's tons of little bitty panels that aren't drawn that well, but it's a great story, you know, and it takes a while to read it. So, you know, I guess it just depends. But yeah, that's my pet peeve. I, I, I can't, I can't. Well, be careful what you wish for, because you know, going from the Knights of the Old Republic to uh, Marvel <laughs> old ones, I was like, oh my gosh, seriously, you don't have to retell the plot every single, you know, issue. Yeah, yeah well, there is, yeah, yeah, there is the other side of the spectrum where they talk too much. <laughs> so I mean, it's needless exposition. It's like, okay, you know. People who are reading this kind of already know what's going on, so you don't have to. But I guess if it comes out a month later, but it's like, oh, are you getting paid by the word? <laughs> right. Well, I don't know, man. I'm tapped out. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I uh, I already spoke about Mass Effect Two. I ordered uh, Bioshock Two. Oh yeah. So I'll, I'll probably get that in a week, but I, I don't anticipate playing that until after Berlin. Um, just though there's no way I could do it. I mean, I only got a couple of weeks and too much is going on. Uh, but after I do play that, I, I can talk about that. But anyone who'd be interested, I'm sure has already played it twice, beat it, read all the other reviews, but you know, I can talk about it. Sure. Oh, we, uh, we got a little garden going. We got, uh, green beans sprouted up in one week. They're about two inches tall. Now got some squash, zucchini coming up. So that's kind of exciting. Fresh vegetables are good. And actually, we planted a garden. Uh, what are we in now? The f- summer? Fall? We planted one in the spring. Or the fall. And then we got a real bad snow, which we never get down here in Texas. And it killed everything, right? And we had we right. had, we had had uh, cucumbers and zucchini and green beans and everything. It was all coming up dead, right? Okay, so now... We go out there, you know, a couple months later, you know, to plant the next one. And lettuce, it had made it. I guess it it regrew. So we got some lettuce coming up. And uh, onions made it. And we had some little carrots that came back. So it was pretty neat because everything was dead. It was all frozen. Everything was dead. There was nothing there. And then uh, we got some rain. So all the weeds started growing again in the grass and everything. And then there's this weird little plant. I was like, what's that? Oh, that's a carrot. And then some onions and some lettuce. So it's kind of neat. So are you guys going to try and grow enough to be like self-sufficient vegetable-wise? Or what, what's kind of the plan on that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about self-sufficient. Yeah, self-sufficient. Just um, get most of your own vegetables or herbs from your own garden. I don't know. I would love to. 
this is the first one that looks like it might actually last. So it's hard to say. I don't know if it'll be enough to um, – I don't think we're going to have enough to can. But at the same time, I know if you've got like 20 squash, that means you'll be eating squash every night for a week. Um, and then you won't have any more. So I understand that's why people can everything. Um, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. I could see us eating fresh vegetables for maybe a month, and then we'd eat them all up, and that'd be it. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, it, we'll see. I don't think it'd be enough to last us till the next garden, for sure, you know. But yeah. Well, if you expand it and you yeah. – have you, like, like read books – online i mean there's there's ways you can like plant your garden so that stuff comes in into to, to season as it, it ripens you know so that you're never out of food oh right yeah you basically have a continual garden but they but it grows different um different things but i think where we're at you can grow i think you can grow tomato zucchinis and cucumbers all the time I think you can grow stuff here almost all the time except for a couple months in the summer because it's maybe too hot. And then if we get a cold winter, which we, you know, we usually don't here, but it might, but it may be a month. But so, you know, those couple months kind of screw it up, but the rest of the time you can grow stuff all the time. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. If we did, and that's what we had tried in the, in the snow, the freak snow that we got killed everything. Uh, so, Yeah. That that'd be that's the kind of like our plan, but I, you know, this is our third go round, so hopefully it'll take off this time. But yeah, that'd be awesome. I tried to get Sarah to, to get some chickens, but she won't. Oh, sweet! Yeah, too messy and stinky, but you know, we'll see. Well, you have a, a chick. Oh, you have a little chicken area, right? Yeah, but then you know, I guess taking care of them and stuff. Who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's you know i don't want to take on too much because it's hard to find time to do everything so i don't know what would all be involved with chickens i mean you set the cage up and you gotta i guess maybe give them fresh hay every so often and put feed out for them i don't know every day or whatever and just collect the eggs i think i don't I mean i don't know what else would be involved yeah i guess you just feed them every day and get the eggs that's probably in a couple minutes i don't know i don't think I guess you don't have to clean, clean, I don't know. I guess it's not that much. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about Granny's chicken chicken uh, area they had. That, I, I don't want to say chicken coop because it's much bigger. But, um, I mean, of course it was bigger, so, I mean, their feces didn't pile up or anything. But I don't <laughs> think they did anything other than feed them and give them, like, fresh hay or whatever it is to give them to bed on. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. I'll see if I can... Convince her. Ariana wants a rabbit now, so somehow eat it. <laughs> somebody at work. I was telling somebody at work. Said, "Yeah, Ariana wants a rabbit," and uh, you know, and then I talked about eating them. And I said, "Oh, you know, on that the other podcast, Sarah and I talked about how her parents used to eat rabbits, and and they said, well, if Ariana gets a rabbit and they, you get two rabbits, you're going to have a hundred rabbits.'" And I was like, "Well, then, <laughs> then uh, you know, we can start wearing like rabbit shirts and." rabbit fur boots and stuff like that, you know? So, uh, I was asking around at work if anybody knew how to, so, so rabbit fur. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get any takers. So that'd be kind of awesome to, to wear a rabbit fur coat or something. Why not? Right. 
Yeah. Rabbit. Uh, and I was joking. I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to make a wallet, but it's going to be his face, like the rabbit face and the ears will still be on there, you know? And it'll be like a scrunched up face, like when they do the, some of the coonskin hats, they still have like his face in there. <laughs> I wouldn't really, I, I wouldn't really do that, but it's funny. But anyway, yeah, so maybe, maybe we're trying to hold off on the rabbit for a while. I'll, I'll just cut all that out. <laughs> it makes me sound, like, right. a, it makes me sound like a psycho. Okay, well. Uh, oh, yeah, well, that's all I got. Okay, well, cool. Uh, let's see. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any topic ideas, want to be on the show, or anything else, check. Uh, you can contact me. Be sure to check out the website at ctupa.com. That's C-T-U-P-A.com. Uh, there's artwork. There's a blog. That's got some pretty interesting uh, toys and knickknacks and stuff on there, if you like that kind of thing. Some, some kind of weird, fun stuff on there. Uh, all the episodes of TupaCast are on there, episodes 1 through 25. Um, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff's on there, so check it out. Thanks, Matthew, for joining me hey, tonight. Yeah. Hey, your that blog webpage actually, that's pretty cool because because what 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 he does is, he, I don't know if it's every day or whatever, but you take like a picture of one of some toy or whatever or knickknack and you post it up there. And for me, it's cool because it's like, oh, I remember that. But some of it's pretty obscure stuff that yeah. it's kind of neat to see what was all out there. Yeah. Well, the the let's see, the, the second one I posted was this turtle pencil topper that uh that i had and i've had it forever since like elementary school i've never seen another one until i got a catalog of of kinder egg toys and they use that same mold and i was like oh my gosh that's crazy you know i've never seen that before and uh a girl that i've talked to before online through the retroist website she has one of the other turtles so she sent me a picture and it's up there so I was like, oh, that's really neat. You know, you kind of connect. And then then this is really weird. So I had to help a lady at work on her computer. So I was in her office, you know, uh, doing something. And she's she had a, a, a little tin can full of pencils. And on one of her pencils was one of those little turtles. So, wow. I, yeah, I'm going to go in there and take a picture of it and put it on there. But I was like, holy cow. But, yeah, it's really neat because this uh, this week I, I posted some some toy ghosts that I had and they glow in the dark and I hadn't really thought about them. I mean, I have them on a shelf here right next to me and, and I like them. They glow in the dark. They're cute or whatever. So when I posted it, I said, well, I'm going to do a quick Google search and just see if, you know, they're up there. And I only found one link that had them and it's to a, a forum and the forum is all about, uh, like little rubber toys, the muscles and, um, just, just kind of like little, little plastic figures, and somebody was asking about that ghost. They had one, and they were like, "Hey, you know, does anybody know what this is?" And then all these people had some ideas, and then someone had a picture of the original guy, like on a in the box, and then someone else posted a link to eBay. A guy was selling them for a hundred bucks and all this stuff, and uh, I was like, "Holy cow, that's so crazy!" That you know. You, you can find all this stuff online. It was the only link I found on, on like eight pages of Google. So yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I try to pick like kind of random weird stuff, and some of it I don't even know what it is. I'm hoping somebody else can uh, tell me 
or maybe they have one or something. So yeah, check it out. It's pretty fun. I, I, I started out doing it four days a week. Then I went down to three just cause right now there's the following is growing. So I don't want to like burn out before, you know, and then finally I get all, all these, you know, visitors and then I don't have anything left. So I'm kind of slowing it down to twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay. But yes, it's fun doing it too. Kind of digging up, you know, Ooh, what can I put on there now? So cool. Yeah, check it out. I'm glad you like it. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Matthew. Yep. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night.